so we're back. Lost my voice a little bit this weekend, but we're back talking a little bit about uh, W's, women's football that's happening. We got CONCACAF W. We do a little bit of a preview of questions I have for every team, but more importantly, we talk about Alexia Puteas, who just injured her ACL, is out for the W Euros, and some of my thoughts on that. Uh, Look forward to some more woman content coming this week, but guys, just sit back. We're back, and enjoy. been an interesting time. Hey guys, this is the question of the Africans checking back in for a little bit. I've missed a lot. I took some time off. I come back. We're in the midst of a lot of W soccer, W football happening in the world. We got WAFCON going on. We got CONCACAF W. We're a few minutes, a few days away from the W Euros happening. Man, and I really wanted to do today, just talk a little bit about what I think for CONCACAF W, some of the things I've noticed, but man, I think the big story in women's football right now is is Puteas, who's just torn her ACL, man. That is that is unfortunate. I think my only reaction has been pain. I've tweeted the word pain so much. Alexia Puteas has pulled, torn her ACL three days before Spain is to play their opening women's Euro match. Man, we had reports that she had had a knee injury and she left in crutches hoping it was a tweak but man oh that hurts that hurts a lot guys if you have this type of content uh don't forget you know give us a follow if you like it if you're not subscribed to this channel whether you're watching this on youtube or on the podcast please give us a subscribe and follow we're gonna try to cover a little bit of this as much as we can uh work balance is gonna be a bit of an issue but we're gonna try to pull this off but man let's talk a little bit W Euros, man. Puteas out really does mess with a lot. Spain was my pick to come through in this field and win the Euros. That was my pick. And apparently, I can't have nice things. <laughs> I'm not allowed to wish for the best and have anything good happen. So, apparently, the universe says no. So, with that being the case, man, that leaves Spain in a rough spot, especially coming through. Man, I know a lot of the people I were following, they were saying, you know, maybe uh, Sweden's looking good going into the final rounds. Uh, we know it's, it's in England, so we know there's a lot of teams that are very much excited for uh, England. A lot of players excited for England, what they can do, whether Ellie White can really pull through bringing that team. But man, the Euros gets a little bit more wide open now, it feels. It really feels like it gets a little bit more wide open in terms of what can happen. Who can take this? Who will ultimately win? And I think that's the ultimate question. Without that there, man, this does really make it a bit more wide open. I think without them, I'm still going to be rooting for Spain. They're my emotional pick. Um, They are my emotional pick, man. But that really does set up in a world. With teams coming through, man, you got Group A with England, Austria, Norway, and Northern Ireland. So you're going to have that England derby going through. I think Norway should be able to get a top two spot here. Group B has Germany, Denmark, Spain, and Finland. And man, I still want to say Finland. I mean, Spain can maybe get it through. But without Puteas, it does take away their, their player. But I'm going to go Germany and Spain still. I think they get it done. Netherlands, Sweden, Switzerland, Portugal... I think they have it set here. Netherlands and Sweden making it through the next round. 
And then in Group D, we have France, Italy, Belgium, and Iceland. I think it should be France coming through, but... <sighs> Italy has been at the World Cup and has played well. Belgium is starting to emerge in Iceland. It's a hard thing. I'm going to go with a bit of an upset. Put Give me a little bit more French in my life. Give me Belgium and France moving out of Group D. So my top eight, we have England and Norway. Then Group B, we have Germany and Spain still. Group C, Netherlands and Sweden. And then Group D, France and Belgium. I do wonder, especially with France, with that team. I know there are players that you they haven't put into the squad. But I feel France has to perform well here. Man, this does set up, I feel, for Sweden to really have a good run into this. Group C winners, if they're able to top the group, that means they would be playing the uh, runner-up. They'll be playing Group D. So winner means the runner-up for Group D. And then the runner-up means they play the winner for Group D, which is the France-Belgium. Uh, so winning means potentially, according to my picks, a date with Belgium, maybe even Italy. I don't see France finishing second in this group. But then at the top, France or Italy also for the Netherlands. That does it up a little bit easier for them coming through. I think with England being the host, I know we've mentioned them many a times. England does look like they're set up to have an easier route. And with A, winner of A taking on the group, the runner B. So A, B, and then C and D. So with A facing B, that means if England wins their group, they are set to face either Germany or maybe Spain. If it's Spain, maybe a weekend speeding gives them an easier path towards that final winning the W Euros. Man, this news is terrible, and I wish I had someone I could talk a little bit more about Spain with. But those are my quick predictions on what's happening with that. And I just want to, you know, we'll move through because what I really planned on doing was talking a little bit about uh, CONCACAF W today. But I, I felt like I really had to mention what happened today and how that affects what's happening. So, CONCACAF W is into its second day tonight. We have Group B playing. We have Canada versus Trinidad and then Costa Rica playing Panama. Uh, yesterday we saw the U.S. beat I wouldn't say convincingly, but they were able to beat Haiti 3-0. And Jamaica, depending on who you talk to, able to get the result against Mexico. And, and I do wonder, for me, what are the questions I have for each team moving forward? And there are questions. I kind of want to go through, and you guys let me know what you think about this. So let's start off with... Start off with Group A. We have the United States. They've won this championship so many times. But at the end of the day, it does come down to what they can do. So when it comes to the U.S., a bit of a younger squad. You know, you have your you have your Rapinos coming back, coming off the bench. But I think the question for this U.S. team is, will the young players step up? And what's left in the veterans' tank? We saw a little bit of a miss. I think definitely Haiti gave them a little bit more trouble than I think a lot of people would have expected unless you watch preliminary qualification you hear that Haiti was a team that was just young Haiti to me to use uh, an analogy 
that's in a sports. Haiti to me feels like they are the uh, if you watch the NBA playoffs, they're the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> they're young and they don't know better, and they they they're just gonna try to play. They have players who are just gonna go on and play. And I think they gave the U.S. a very tough time with their back line with the pace from uh, Melchi Dumernay with some of their other players coming through. And I think that's an interesting dilemma that they have. I think they can be had. The U.S. can be had, but it really does come down to how well can those young players step up or does it turn into a situation where they have to rely on one last trip, one last try with the veterans? That's the question that they have to ask themselves. That is the question they have to ask themselves. I do wonder what they're able to do, but just generally, that's who I'm wondering about. When it comes to the team that they beat, Haiti. Haiti coming into this, I felt like could either overachieve or they'll finish in last place. Now, I did make predictions on a channel a little bit while back. I max it. Uh, JD knows these predictions. And I said that I think Haiti's ceiling is maybe second place, but then they'll also have the risk of finishing in last. And I think the reality is this. Haiti is a young squad. They have young players. Very young. So the moment may be too big for them, but that they're also so young that they're just going to play. So they can be very much boom or very much bust. But for Haiti, it's, can players like Dumourney be able to shine on the field and be the difference makers against other teams such as like we saw Bunny Shawby, like we saw Joni Brownby against Mexico for Jamaica. That's a question for I have for um, Haiti. Can their young players step up to the moment or is the stage too big for them? <sighs> when it comes to Jamaica, the reggae girls, this, this team has had controversy, drama, scandal around it, leading into it, but then a lot of peace. And we saw... Bunny Shaw was a player, and I'll make I'll give you this example. Bunny Shaw, Kadisha Shaw, to me reminded me of, and this isn't the best example of a game, but I want just understand the mentality. Think of a Canada team of the of the two thousands, of the late two thousands, early teens, where they had a good team, but they had Sinclair, they had prime ready Christine Sinclair. So whatever you did against them, sure. But they had a player who could elevate her team, could put her team on her back and perform and create not only for herself, but for others. And that's what it looked like against uh, Mexico. Kadisha Shah, or Bunny Shah as we'll refer to her, was really able to create opportunities. Scoring the header off a set piece. But it also was really good in her hold-up play. Uh trying to release and let loose Jody Brown and other players down the wings. She was good up until she had to leave the pinch. Mexico played a good game. There's no doubt about it. But I think when you have a player like Kadisha Shaw, she is definitely was above everyone on the pitch. And I think the question for Jamaica that I have is, as long as things are good, we're not talking. Is this going to be the step forward from 2019, from France 19? Or is this going to be 
the step back from France 19. So far, they were able to get the result, but not without questions. They were able to defend well, but Mexico was still able to create opportunities. So getting the result was key for them. Getting that three points sets them up well to be top two moving forward. However, they aren't without flaws. Their finishing has to be better. And outside of Kadisha Shaw, outside of Bunny Shaw, can someone else, it sounds eerily familiar to Canada, can someone other than Shaw create for them and put the ball behind the net, into the net behind the keeper? That is the question I have for Jamaica right now. When it comes to Mexico, I tweeted this after watching their opening match where they lost 1-0 to Jamaica. Is it home field advantage or is it the pressure at home? I think we've seen Mexico play better than what they've played so far. We saw it against Canada at the end of the year. They hadn't lost a game until they lost here to our good friends in Jamaica. But the question is, will they be able to get past this? Playing at home offers you a lot of advantages, but also the pressure is now there. And for Mexico now, now they face a Haiti team in their next game, which will be tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to it, will really push them. I think they'll have the pace to push them. They may not have the size that Jamaica did, but they'll have the pace. And I think, can they create? They have to, they were able to do what they did. I feel like if Mexico had the same game that they had against Jamaica, against Haiti, I think those they would fare well. But Haiti's not a team to be reckoned with. And I think now, both teams, both Haiti and Mexico, need this game because a win puts them a little bit more, gets a foot into that third place spot with a chance to get second and really guarantee their spot at the Australia-New Zealand World Cup. If they're not able to, I'll be saying something I didn't think I'd say, which is Mexico risks not getting to the World Cup. And that is something I did not expect to say. Because I don't think there's any group, any team in this group, who is a walkover. We assume it'd be Haiti, but Haiti held their own against the U.S. Granted, people might say they're in a transition, but Haiti held their own. The U.S. had issues finishing, yes. The same with Jamaica. And I think that is going to be the question that needs to be answered. Can they get results against teams that they need to get results against? Now, when we get to Group B, we have Costa Rica. As I'm recording this, Costa Rica just went up 1-0 on Panama. And then they got Canada and Trinidad and Tobago in those groups. man. And when it comes to Costa Rica, we watched Costa Rica play... I watched Costa Rica play Jamaica, I think it was 2018. And be very frank, their keeper very much kept them in that game to the point where you ask yourself, okay, what is this? A team with a good keeper and then able to really perform well. Costa Rica has talent offensively. They have a nice, I've liked in their qualifiers, had a nice mix of players from Lixi Rodriguez to Carolina Venegas to Daniel, Daniela Cruz, Mario Cotto, Daniela Solera. Like there are players both in who are veterans and then players who are also young and don't know any better. They have the goalkeeper who can keep them into games. The question is, can they get enough 
to do something they've never done before, which is move on and really finish top two in this group. I think goalkeeping will be easier for them because I think they have a proven goalkeeper. But can they get enough out of their forwards in midfield to control the pace to really go through? I think that's going to be the key. If they can get consistent scoring from their forwards, again, cliche, yes, but still true. I think you're looking at maybe Costa Rica in second place. When it comes to Panama, Panama. Panama had an interesting route here, beating all their teams, but a nice tight game against El Salvador to end the championship level. Weren't able to play against Ecuador, and now 13 minutes into this game are down 1-0. Panama do have a nice array of players from Lori Batista, Martha Cox, Yomira Pinzon, good players overall. To me, it's it's the, the center back duo. If their defense can get them out of trouble, that gives them, I feel, the opportunity to maybe push up, counter, get some opportunities from their goals. But if defensively they aren't able to go through, and you saw them struggle a little bit with a passing team like El Salvador, but I feel for them, it comes down to if that center back duo, that center back trio, if they're able to really shut some things down defensively, it gives them an opportunity to then counter forward. And that's when you'll have some forwards and some opportunities to really go through. That is Panama. When it comes to the Soka girls, mixtape girls, however you want to call them, Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad probably have the tightest way coming through able to beat Turks and Caicos 13-0 before drawing Guyana which let them go ahead in terms of points when you're looking at their players I mean there are names that you've seen for a while whether it's Lauren Hutchinson whether it's Maya Matok whether it's Victoria Swift whether it's Keddy Johnson or Cicely Stout them the question is going to be are they able to really can they defend their way through? I feel in the, within this group, they may look and feel as if they are the fourth best team in this group. And can they minimize the damage and take advantage when they have their chances? We, when we look at what happened with Jamaica, Jamaica is not Trinidad. I feel like Jamaica has more talent than, than Trinidad does. But they were able to really maximize their opportunity. And if they can maximize more, they would have been in a better spot. So when it comes to Trinidad and Tobago, can they defend well and minimize the damage? And then from there, maybe be able to get some opportunities to score and maybe get themselves into a third-place spot and try their chances in the playoffs. And finally, oh, Canada. Women's national team from Canada, the XNT Fresh off that Olympic gold. and But heading into this CONCACAFW, more questions than answers. For another tournament, it feels like we're going to be asking the question, do they have to rely on Christine Sinclair again? And while we can look at obvious answers and say maybe it's Jordan Heidema's time to shine, she's shown in CONCACAF qualification tournaments, there's no doubt. We can ask whether it's do other players, such as um, the fourth line, 
I'm going to actually ask a more interesting question. And Alex Gage-Ruzik actually did bring it up, and I think it's a fair question to ask. What if we just got protection from the midfield to really control the game? I'm going to circle two players right now. I'm going to circle Jesse Fleming and Julia Grosso. I feel for those two players, if they are able to control that midfield from an attacking standpoint, I think it makes the defenses easier. It allows the fullbacks to pinch up, but then it also gives more options to attack that aren't just out wide. We know when it comes to a team like Canada, based off reputation alone, just like the U.S., they're going to sit back and try to absorb. It's like a bit Mexico and even Jamaica to an extent. Jamaica will try to counter, but teams will try to sit back and absorb. And I think Fleming is the engine of this Canadian team. I think how she plays is going to be important, but also how Julia Grosso plays as well. I think if we get big tournaments from those two, I think Canada's on the way to the World Cup and even maybe to the Olympics. That's how I feel, guys. What do you think moving forward with this? What questions do you have for the teams that are playing here? Do you like my questions I brought up? If not, you let me know in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. But if you're listening to this, guys, just give us a like, subscribe. If you haven't already given us a subscribe or a follow, be sure you do so both on YouTube, Africans FC, or here, the Africans on podcast. Guys, this has been a question from the Africans. Barely has a voice, but he's saying goodbye for now.